So we now start the next episode of What and Why in Prayer, and this is called Netilas Yodayim. This is a much more complex area in Halacha. Netilas Yodayim is something that we're supposed to do in the morning. We're supposed to wash our hands every morning, followed by a bracha. Baruch Hashem the first bracha of the day, which we are sanctified by Hashem's mitzvahs, which is on Netilas Yodayim, on the washing of our hands. So a few basics what as to, like, what does one need to actually do? So if, um, the, the idea is, is one supposed to fill up a cup or some sort of container? There are a lot of what kind of container. And alternate right, left, right, left, right, left to, to pour water on one's hands as much. So uh, um, there's a few interesting pieces over here. And that is, is, first of all, what does one do with the water? One's not supposed to have the water around. So one's supposed to pour it out. We have drains today. That's a pretty new invention. Um, in the, uh, <laughs> it didn't used to be like that. But if one doesn't have the opportunity that it's into, in a vessel, one should place it, should pour that out over grass, over, over sand, so a person should not walk over it. One's not allowed to daven in the presence of that water. One's not allowed to pray when, when right, right next to that. Um, what about, how similar is this to the washing we do before bread and eating, e- eating hamotzi later on in the day? The answer is, technically speaking, there is a pretty high bar for eating bread, and it's daim on bread. That's found in the later, the second chelek of Orachayim in, uh, in the Mishnah Baruch, where it describes all the requirements. Most posts can say that one should ultimately or preferably try to make Netzilas Yodayim in the morning like that. So what is the like that? That requires a few things. One is what's called Koach Gavra, which means that we should be actually pouring the water ourselves. It shouldn't be without putting our hand underneath a hose. Right, so we should actually be pouring the water. Another is, is to have a cleat, to have a vessel which is a pure clear, which means that it's not broken, it's not cracked. So it's going over the lip of the, uh, of the vessel. It should also be that it's clean water. Right, so if one perhaps will not have clean water, one can, technically speaking, do, uh, let's say one has, there's salt water, there's, there's used water, there's soiled water, one can still technically do Nutilas Dime in the, in the morning, but it should be, out, uh, it should be preferably Nutilas, uh, 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 having the, 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 the purity of water as well. Um, this would also mean to say that it should require having a revius. What is a revius? Revius in halachic terms is around about the, li- the lowest shear is 3 ounces or 86 milliliters. Pre- uh, Chazanish me- measures 150 milliliters at the very least. Today it is so much easier because we are not walking down the hill with a container on our heads or shoulders to bring that water to us. We simply just, we just uh, turn on a faucet which makes things so much easier. But technically speaking that's what's required as well. What happens if there is no water? So what happens if one is in a situation where there is no access to water? Hard to imagine today, but uh, if you just, you know, most of the world doesn't necessarily have access in the same way that we do. If one does not have that, so one is allowed to clean one's hands with another cleaning agent. The example that's used in the Shulchan Aruch is, let's say it's Sror, let's say you take small stones, you rub your hands with them, right? Today, we, can, we have multiple alternatives, so let's say an example that we might, might exist today would be, is let's say you have Purell, right? Purell. So you have alcohol to clean your hands. So you're now conducted a cleaning, but it hasn't been a tilas dime. So in that case, it is, it is sufficient. And you can actually say, Abrocha al nekius yodayim, on cleaning the hands, but that's not netilas yodayim. Netilas yodayim has, an, the, 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 the Mephorishim struggled to actually translate, what does the word netilah actually mean? Is it based on the natla, which is the kli, the vessel used? Or is it actually netilah, is it raising, raising up one's hands? Whichever way, whichever way it is, one may do that. But if one comes across water later on in the day, it would be preferable to be able to, to wash with that. Um, how, um, how long must one wait before doing your tilas your dime in the morning? So if you look at the classic Mephoreshem uh, and the classic Halachic um, decisis, uh, uh, technically speaking, one should not walk four amos, four cubits, eight feet, without doing the tilas dime. That can present an issue in our large houses. You know, when you lived in a one-room 
apartment with the seven kids and the cat and the, you know what I'm saying, like and everything was, that's fine. It's not so, you're not so easy today, not so easy. So if you, there are, there are those, I'm sure we, we, we've met those people who are very careful to have next to their bed a bowl with, a, with, with a, a cup of water waiting for that so that they shouldn't have to, they shouldn't have to walk. In fact, if you look at some of the halachic sources, some would even say not even to put one's foot on the ground before doing it today so time in the morning. It is interesting that there are other opinions that the whole house is considered, or the room is considered for Amos, that is considered within the, so to speak, one's um, domain. And it is interesting, I came across a, a comment by, uh, in the Isha Yisrael of quoting Rosh Hashanah Zaman Orbach, who says, an interesting factor that today perhaps things have changed somewhat. Why would they have changed to, perhaps uh, today? And he notes a, a, an incident which occurred in the year um, 5909, which is... Um, which is the year, sorry, 1749. What happened in 1749? So there was a very famous incident about an individual whose name was Avraham ben Avraham, whose initial name was Valentin Potachki, who was a, the son of the Count Potachki, who actually owned, was a count in Poland, who owned the local area, in fact, owned Vilna. That was part of his, uh, his domain. And this young man, Valentine or Valentin, became very enamored with Judaism and went off and found, was able to, to escape and, so to speak, move his way to Amsterdam, which was more liberal about this type of thing, convert to Judaism, and if ultimately he was found, uh, a Jew told the authorities that he was the, 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 the fellow, and he was interrogated, and uh, he was burnt alive at the stake on the second day of Shavuos. The Vilna Gaon, um, this is such a, an unbelievable moment in Jewish history. They, 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 um, they weren't allowed to take his body. They, they, they took parts of his body and buried it in, in Vilna. And then now today, they, in the 1920s, they put up a tombstone because they're too scared to write about this because the authorities in, in, in Poland, Poland's always been a Jew-loving country. Um, and so, uh, so it's interesting that, that the Vilna Gaon, upon this, this, this terrible tragedy, um, um, said that there was an element of Ruach Ra which was alleviated because of the intensity of the Kiddush Hashem that he created in the world. And it, what is the nafkamina, what is one of the applications in Allah is that when it comes to, when it comes to Ntila Sudaim, it does not have to be makbed about the four Amos, the, 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 the four cubits about getting Ntila Sudaim, so one can do it, one can walk to the bathroom. Having said that, it is important for a person to do it as soon as possible. Meaning to say it should be the first thing one does, one should not be touching apertures in the face and the body, one should not be touching wounds in the body. One should not even be touching food before doing nitelas yodaim, um, as is brought down in halacha. Um, what, and uh, how? Uh, oh, and then the question is: Is what about what, what about at home versus in shul? So when should one do it? Should one say the bracha at home when one does it, or should one wait like many of the other brachas have been put as part of the liturgy in the siddur itself? This is a, this is a matter of debate in the shulchan aruch. The shulchan aruch brings two opinions, but the aruch shulchan. Rav Epstein says. It is clear that a person should say it right away. This is the beginning. This is when one says it. Unlike all the rest of the brachas, Asher Yotzar and Nitzilas Yodayim need to be done on the spot. So if one is, uh, has a different orientation in terms of halacha, this is, the, this is what uh, the Orach HaShulchan feels is very important is for a person to do it right away at home before one gets to Shul. It's not to be done al-Seder HaBrachas as well. Let's dig a little deeper. Why is that we're, we're doing this? What is the point of this, of this process? So, 
The, the Gemara, there's a few number of Gemaras which relate to this. The Gemara in Brachos Daf Tes Vav Amur Aleph tells us um, the following: Amar Bichia Bar Abba, Amar Biyochanan, Kol Anifne V'Noitel Yadav Umeniach Tvinu V'Korek Kriyashma Mispadel Malei Lavakosel Kielu Bonam Mizbech V'Kriyav Olav Korban. A person does the following um, a, a, a set of actions: they wash their hands, put on Tvilin, Kriyashma and Daven. That's the uh, that's the Amida. It's as if that person has created their own personal altar and served Hakadosh Baruch Hu. So what do you see? The Tila Sedaim is a function of what? What is the point of Nisida Sadaim according to this? Is preparation for davening. It's in order to be in the right state, in the state of cleanliness for davening. That's one Gemara. There's another Gemara in Shabbat Kuf Chesam and Beis leading to Kuf Tesam Aleph, where it says, Who are your Omer? This is the following statement said by the previous Amora. Yad la ayin tikotzeitz, yad la choytin tikotzeitz, yad la pet tikotzeitz, yad la oizin tikotzeitz, yad la chasuda tikotzeitz, yad la ama tikotzeitz, yad la piyutavda tikotzeitz, yad la gigias tikotzeitz, yad mesama yad mechareshes, yad maala pulipos. So what, what is this referring to? These are all of the parts of the body that a person should not be touching. A person should not be touching these parts of the body. And it talks about the, to the nose, to the eye, to the, the mouth. All these different parts, a person should not be touching. And tikotzeit means it should be cut off, meaning to say a person should not be touching these things. What is this referring to? Tanya Rabbi Nosson Omer, Baschorini umakpedes achiyirchotz yodav sholesh pamim. That um, this, is, this really actually can be resolved by washing one's hands three times. Now, notice that in this Gemara, there is no qualification of this being a prerequisite to davening. This doesn't talk about Ntila Sadaim as, the, as the, we'll call the preamble to davening. This seems to be independently, there seems to be something wrong. One should not be touching, that was mentioned in Allah, one should not be touching apertures of the body before doing Nitzitah Zadayim. Seems to be talking about not necessarily an aspect of cleanliness, but perhaps what, what is known as the notion of Ruach Ra, which means that there's a, there, there is some sort of negative spirit that resides upon the hands. What does that mean? The Zahra says in, in Source 3, this is in Pashas Vayeshev, Rabbi Shimon Pasach, Erchatz b'nikayon kapai, I'll wash in cleanliness my hands. There is no human being who escapes the taste of death at night. And a impure spirit resides upon that body. The hands of a person retain that impurity until they are washed in the morning. It's interesting, that's the place where the, the Ruach Ra resides on the human body. What does that mean precisely? We looked at this a little bit last week in the Derech Hashem. The Derech Hashem says that uh, the idea is like this, is that HaKadosh Baruch Hu created a world which is open to creativity, which is open to goodness. But that goodness in a certain sense depends on action. And so when there is a recession, a recession of action, which is at night time generally, meaning we are not doing things, at that point in time when there's that recession into that space, into that void, exists, so to speak, Ruach HaTumah. Tumah, or impurity, takes the space of a lack of human creative action. And that action falls upon the body. Why the body? Because remembering the body in a certain sense is the seat of the Neshama, and the Neshama is migrating. At the times of night, there's a space, a void, Oh, so to speak, of what a human being, the positive potential and creativity a human being could be doing at this point in time is voided. In that, into that void lives, uh, lives Tumah. It is expressed on the extrema, which means the hands and the feet, technically speaking. That's why the Quranim washed both of them. Um, but nonetheless, it, uh, for, for our purposes, it's on the hands because that is the place where the creative capacity is uh, able to be, to be found. In the morning, yes, Saul? Can you touch upon when you say the bracha and if you say it in the bathroom? Oh, good question. 
Okay, so to, uh, I come back to in just a second. Let me just finish this all, and then I come back to to to, to this point. So that, that means to say that uh, just to close the, with the words of the Derech Hashem. Yeah, he says, "Nitilas your daim." In the bottom of page three, in the sources, The first thing a person does is to purify one's hands. The the so to speak, this 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 spirit is evil spirit or the spirit of void exists on the hands. Person needs to push that away from oneself. By cleansing the hands, one has cleansed the body as a seat of that void. That means to say that the whole, uh, the whole creation, in a certain sense, is void. The whole creation is missing um, until the point that we ourselves are, so to speak, back in the driving seat. As he says, and that's why a person should go to the body, the bathroom as well. In a certain sense, is moving forward. So, so I had a question about uh, saying it. So one should say, good question. So when does one say it? So the best way to say it is the following. Technically speaking, one says a bracha when it comes to a birkas mitzvah always. Either last which means right before one does it. Here's the problem: one's, if one's in a state of impurity, it's not an appropriate time to say it. So one should therefore be saying it. It's pushed afterwards. There are a few brachas like this. And another example is, let's say the bracha of Tfilas Hager, a person who's converting to Judaism. I've had the, I've had the distinct pleasure of being at this very special moment for, for a number of people, and it's a very beautiful thing. But they're not able to say the bracha before they go to the mikveh because at that point in time they are not mechuyav mitzvah. So what happens is they go to the mikveh, they they come out, they say the bracha, and then they go down again. That, 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 that's, the, that, that's how Allah does it. So the bracha is, so to speak, afterwards before it. Same thing with the Tzilas Adayim. The Tzilas is said afterwards, but the problem is you're in the bathroom. So the best thing to do is, Modi'ani, run to the bathroom, right? Um, looks like we lost our uh, folks over here. Uh, uh, run, to, run to the bathroom, um, re, um, use the restroom. Do not Tzilas Adayim, walk out taking, walk out taking the, walk out taking the uh, towel and say the bracha on Tzilas Adayim right then, while one's drying. One should still be drying because that's what connects it to the actual activity itself. Okay, um, so this is this is uh, this is the, that'll be the, the preferable way of, of doing it as well. I know it's a very beautiful thing, and just as an aside, uh, um, there's one of my children is very special, uh, all special in their way. But this 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 little one is uh, I noticed that he would always go to the bathroom door and he'd pull the towel around the back of the door. You know, it was hanging on the door. I'd always find the the, the door, the towel wrapped around the side of the door because he'd stand by the other side of the bathroom by himself. He worked this out to say his little nitzilasadim. That was that was that was his his special thing. But it's more than this. So it turns out that in fact, in in understanding this the this principle, the the Rishon and the medieval commentators take it one step further. They the the Rosh Rabbeinu Asher from Germany originally, then Spain. Um, he had to run. Um, his, his Rebbe, the Ramah Ramon Rutzenberg, was taken captive, so he moved to Spain, Toledo, and uh, in his commentary on the Gomorrah, he writes in the ninth parak of Brachos, sorry, in the, uh, yes, the ninth parak of Brachos, he says, that doesn't make sense. If I'm just washing my hands for a sake of cleanliness to be ready for davening, then why is it I only say a bracha on the, 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 the one I do in the morning? Right? Why, why specifically then is it that I, that I do that? And he says, because the, the reason is, is because at that point in time, there is a definite 
There's, there's a definite sense that one's hands are, imp are, are, so to speak, dirty in the morning. Why definitely in the morning more than any other, any other time? It's because your daim asconia is same. That means to say that our hands are busy and that when we're at night time, we're going to be touching parts of the body that perhaps we shouldn't have been touching or, or that during the day would, would render a person dirty, right? By parts of the body that are usually covered and therefore a person needs to do it with a bracha because there's a definite um, uh, um, assertion that one should be... Um, that one has, has, has dirty hands at this point in time. This actually leads me just to a quick tangent, and that is that there are other things for which a person needs to do Nathila Sodaim. Okay, and the, the, uh, there are many other things that one needs to do Nathila Sodaim for, which include, which include even entering, uh, according, according to some, even entering the bathroom, um, if one cuts one's nails, if one cuts one's hair, if one enters a cemetery, if one comes in proximity to a body, to a dead body within eight feet of a body, if a person scratches one's head, right? If one scratches one's, one's, one's head, there are, these are things which would necessitate Nitzilas Yodayim as well. And some of them are a function of Ruach Ra, some of them are a function of this idea of just dirt, of just being, of just being dirty and therefore would require Nitzilas Yodayim as well. Yes, Amy. Oh, that's a good question. No. So for a bracha, we have two requirements. So we'll see. This is the one idea. This is the, the notion that the Rosh idea understands. So what? Our hands are dirty. How do we know they're dirty in the morning more than any other time? Because we're asleep. When we're asleep, uh, our hands travel. Um, but, says the Rashba, um, Rashba Ibn Aderetzi, he says, he says in his Chuvos the following statement in the top of page 5, where he says, yeah, I mean, he says he quotes the Gemara. He quotes uh, the Gemara in Brachos. Um, this is the top of page five. He's Why does it say Noitel Yod if you raise your hands and not that you wash your hands? That when you go to Mariv, you wash your hands. The word is Rechitza, which is washing. You need to specifically have a vessel in the morning. Why in the morning is there a higher grade of washing? Says the Rashba, In the morning we are reincarnated, so to speak, like going back to the Moriani idea. That being the case, because a person is renewed in the morning, that time is a time a person should, should say the, 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 the bracha on the netzilah itself. So if you take a look at these two ideas, which are different ideas it seems, the one is, is that that our hands are busy and therefore, therefore they are unclean. Then there's another idea that we're a Briah Chadash, which could be matched to the notion of Ruach Ra. It doesn't have to be, but it could be, so to speak, put into that, uh, that category. These are two notions. To require Bracha, we need to have both of those. Now, what's interesting is, is that we do find situations where Halacha, so to speak, uh, tries to step on both sides of the spectrum. So, for instance, remember the question of, let's say a person does not have water, and one uses, let's say, a material to rub their hands clean, or let's say one, one has some sort of cleaning agent, which is not water. In that case, that technically speaking will take care of the concern that the Rosh has, which is the idea of unclean hands, but will not take care of the concern of the Rashba, which is that a person's a Briah Chadash and requires water to elevate their creativity as they come into the, to the space of um, a woken state again. And so therefore, it is interesting if you follow, if you go to Arachaim, Simon Dalit, where this is all talked about in a very long Simon, you will notice multiple situations where the, the Mepharshia Shulchan Aruch will say, well, this will work according to this opinion, but not according to that opinion. We try to do both. Um, so for instance, in situations where let's say a person is awake all night, 
Right, so one has gone through the experience of night, but one has not, one has been in control of one's hands, as an example. Those are situations where you create con uh, um, uh, issues. A person goes to sleep for more than shishin nis nishmin, shitin nishmin, which is, um, which is essentially roughly half an hour in the day, requiring a nitzadazadam without a bracha. All these relate to these different notions. The notion of there's a renewal of spirit, uh, pushing away of the ruach ra, and also the idea of basic cleanliness all converging into one idea. With this, we conclude the second episode of the one